So welcome to another episode of the Australia Show. Today, I'm going to talk to you about fat loss hacks when traveling, 101. So I'm going to take you through six key components of fat loss muscle building, which you can optimize when you're traveling to make sure that you still see progress, you minimize stress, and you actually get the results you want whilst enjoying yourself. Ironically, I'm sitting here if you're watching the video version of this on YouTube, we're in a Toronto Maple Leafs version because I'm currently traveling I'm in Canada, which is why I thought it was prompt to go through this very, very important subject. Now, to break this down, we're going to start off with point number one. So fasting. Now, one of the best things you can do when it comes to traveling, uh, in particular flying, is fasting. So I'm a big advocate if you're going on a long haul flight is to fast and not eat. So for example, if I was going to get a flight, say at 10 past nine in the morning from London Gatwick uh, to Dubai, I would have my last meal the night before. I would wake up the morning of the flight, not eat anything, just have black coffee, get on the plane. I won't eat anything. That's like a seven hour flight. I will then land in Dubai, which is then three, four hours ahead of the UK. And then I will then go to my hotel wherever I'm staying and then have my first meal for dinner and then go to bed. Now, the reason you're doing this is to protect your digestion, number one, because one of the biggest issues where people have digestive problems when traveling is because of uh, when they're flying. So this is for several reasons. One, the cabin pressure and the stress on your body causes your digestion to have a meltdown. Two, if you're someone who gets stressed with flying, this is going to cause digestive issues. And number three, often food choices on airplanes and airports can be very, very poor, which again can cause digestive distress. So like let alone the positive benefits of fasting and for this in terms of resetting your digestion, this will actually allow you to then also bank calories. So let's think about this. So for example, if I eat 3000 calories a day, say to maintain my, uh, my body weight, if for example, on day one of my holiday to Dubai, I then only eat one meal, which is a big meal and eat a thousand calories. I'm already in a deficit of 2000 calories for that week holiday that's already going to give me a leeway in terms of overeating, having a couple of extra ice creams, a couple of extra desserts here and there, where I won't see any like negative results because I've already got those calories banked. Now, if we think about this and we do the same thing when we fly back, say from Dubai to London, as I'm going to use an example, that's going to save another 2,000 calories. This means that we've only got 4,000 calories saved for maybe say, our seven, eight day holiday, which means we can have desserts, we can have the extra drink or two here or there, and guess what? That balances out over the week. And you're still going to be at the same calorie level as you would be anyway. So, And this is one of the easiest ways to make sure you, when you go on holiday, you don't have issues in terms of gaining tons of weight. Now, this actually also links into point number two. So I recently flew from Dubai to Vancouver, which was a 15-hour flight from Dubai to Toronto and a five-hour flight from Toronto to Vancouver. It's also a 12-hour time difference, so literally the opposite side of the world. Now, this literally knocks your body for six. Now, one of the quickest ways to get into a new time zone is to actually eat on your body's circadian rhythm. Now, be, eating on your body's circadian rhythm means you want to be eating at the times you should be eating in a new time zone. So, for example, like I gave the example of flying to Dubai and landing there in the evening and having dinner and going to bed, that is getting your body customized to a new time zone. Because your body only understands what time of day it is. It doesn't understand clocks. It doesn't understand anything from two things one thing would be natural sunlight which is why one of the best ways to wake yourself up in the morning is to go outside and see the sunlight uh, around like 80 percent of the, the uv rays that from actual natural sunlight that can hit your eye eyeballs eye pupils whatever you want to call it um it's still going to be cut out even going through glass if you can just go outside that's one of the quickest ways to wake yourself up 
and number two is by food and eating patterns. This is why it's so, so important to make sure you really, really nail down, to make sure you get yourself into a new time zone where you are, you haven't got a huge amount of jet lag, and you feel awesome. So point one and number two, for fat loss hacks when traveling, we really want to look at fasting and also your circadian rhythm. So these two things are really going to set you up success for your trip because they're going to make you feel great. Your body's going to be in the right time zone and digestion is going to be running optimally. And 77% of your immune system is going to be basically in the digestive tract. So it's very important to make sure this is correct. Now it's going to lead me to point number three, supplements. So supplements can be a hot topic in terms of, ooh, I can't take protein powder on the plane. I can't, I'm going to get stopped. The police are going to think it's cocaine or something. Or same with creatine. It's like, this is not going to happen. Like you can take whatever supplements you want on the plane with you, providing they're legal, and you won't have an issue at all. So um, some things I'd recommend people take, and um, some things people maybe can just buy there. Protein powder, I would normally just buy wherever I'm going and buy a small one kilo tub because it weighs a kilo. It's a pain in the ass to carry, and it's just simpler that way. So that would be my suggestion as a protein powder. You can also take it if you're going on a short like business trip. What I would do is I would split out... Um, say as many servings of protein as I wanted to into maybe a shaker or into like a plastic Ziploc bag and then take that rather than taking an entire tub. And there's no reason at all why you can't take that on the plane. So that's protein covered. Number two, big secret supplement that nobody thinks of when it comes to flying and traveling is electrolytes. So your electrolyte balance gets thrown out of whack big time from traveling. So from flying, sorry. So flying has a huge amount of stress on the body and you have a very high exposure to radiation being closer to the sun this is actually one of the reasons why air stewardesses for example and pilots aren't allowed to donate body organs which is a random fact um, so electrolytes is huge and also has a big impact in terms of cognitive function in terms of how our brain works eyesight muscular function literally everything so electrolytes i really recommend you take i'm gonna have a sip of mine here now first thing in the morning Best thing you can do is try and hydrate. So I'd have electrolytes first thing in the morning. I'd probably have more when you first get there. I personally just quite like the tablets that dissolve. I think that's a very good option. Two others, uh, something I'd highly recommend you take as a minimum uh, with you when traveling. One would be high quality multivitamin and mineral, which will then cover pretty much all the bases for that. Before anyone asks, the two I'd recommend would be the supplement needs multivitamin and mineral if you're in Europe or the UK. Uh, if not, life extensions, two-per-day capsules is very good. However, I'm struggling to get that here in Canada, to be honest with you. So those would be the big ones I would look at. And if you wanted to go on top of that, you could then go away and you could take your normal supplements you would be taking. So, for example, here in Canada, I bought creatine, carbohydrate powder, amino acids, all the things I would normally use because I'm going to be here for a few weeks. If I was going somewhere for on a week's trip, what I might do for my intra-workout drink is I'd probably just split up servings of like one scoop of carb powder, one scoop of creatine into like plastic bags. Uh, it takes like a minute. And then I would ha just have those for every training session. So I knew I was going to train four times. I would take four servings of that supplement with me. And that's job done. Very, very simple. And again, you can take this on the plane. So don't worry about it. Number four, uh, training splits. So I would be flexible in terms of training when you're traveling. So I'd also actually think about training maybe slightly less. If you're feeling run down or beaten up, um, and one of the things I like to do when people travel a lot is often change their training to go into like an upper body, lower body split. So our main priorities when we're traveling a lot is just focusing on two things. We have some training stimulus to come in to maintain muscle tissue. So by training an upper body and lower body split, 
we're going to be able to have some frequency over the week where like we can make sure everything's at least getting trained every five days we're getting like touched upon in terms of muscle training and then we want to focus on calories to make sure we have the right amount of calories coming in to either lose body fat maintain muscle mass or try and add a small amount of body fat, uh, muscle mass i'd actually say that when you're traveling is the easiest time to lose body fat and it's much harder to gain muscle mass because you're out of a rhythm you're out of a routine and you're probably finding it more difficult to eat more than you need to be doing so in regards to training splits and traveling take extra rest days if you need to listen to your body I would use something like an aura ring to make sure that you're tracking sleep as you need to, because that's very important because we want to make sure we're tracking sleep, heart rate variability, all these sort of things to check if we are getting run down. And then in addition to that, I would revert to maybe an upper lower training split if you needed to, if you're going to be traveling. I would try to avoid weight training on days when you are going to fly, just to give your nervous system time to recover, essentially. Uh, next up, point number five, enjoy yourself. So what do I mean by this? One of the main reasons I see people lose a lot of body fat time, time sometimes when they actually go away on holiday and they're not sticking to the nutrition, I'm not even training that much, is because they're sleeping more. They have less cortisol because they're less stressed. Their body loses body fat. Why do you ask, Charlie? Well, because what cortisol is a fat storage hormone. So if we're very, very stressed, what happens is our body's trying to almost like hold and store as much fat as possible. If we actually let ourselves sleep, relax, body fat should dissipate and start to go providing our nutrition isn't completely AWOL so that's one of the big reasons why sometimes trying to be more chilled and more manana can actually help you a lot in terms of your physique development and by that that's what I mean in terms of if you're traveling and you're on the go and this is probably the biggest fat loss hat that you have to go with you're just going to have to go roll with it because nothing's going to be perfect the timings of meals aren't going to be perfect the food you might eat might not be perfect but there's always a better and a worst case scenario what you can choose that's the key thing to think about is making the best informed choice you can do at every given choice. So, for example, you're going for lunch. The option is uh, chicken quesadillas covered in cheese or you've got uh, a chicken fajita wrap, for example. The chicken fajita wrap is probably a better option. That's what you should have. So consciously, you should try and make the right choice all the time. Now, touching on food is going to bring me to my last point, number six, which is cheap meals, free meals and enjoying good food whilst you're away. Now, for anyone who follows me for a long time, we know I love food. I love the finer things in life, as everyone does. So this is something I'm going to advocate people enjoying, especially when they're traveling and having new experiences. Um, so what I would suggest with this is that when you're having these meals, that you make sure that you have them as the last meal at the end of the day. Try and save some of your carbohydrates and calories during the day for this meal, and then try and have some form of portion control. And by portion control, I mean the same things. If you're going to a buffet restaurant, have one plate. If you're going to a breakfast buffet, you'll have one plate. Give yourself some form of restriction and that will help you to make the right uh, choices in terms of maintaining and controlling the amount of calories you're consuming so you don't go completely nuts and go overboard. Because if you go overboard on day one on a holiday or a trip, that's going to set you up to probably do that the rest of the time. And um, the other thing I think about is in terms of the food choices you're making. So by that, what I mean is I would try and avoid foods that are very high fat and high carbohydrate. So things like protein, uh, protein, pizza, ice cream, stuff like that. Try and have foods that may be more um, high protein, high carbohydrate or high protein, high fat. We always want to have a decent amount of protein in there because it's the most satiating. Um, actually, your body will burn 30% of the calories from the protein to break it down. And it's the most important macronutrient we need. So those would be my key tips on fat loss hacks when traveling. Hope this was helpful. Very concise and to the point with six key points here. So I'll talk through those again. So we've got one, which is fasting. 
Number two, so you could focus on circadian rhythm and eating in your time zone. Number three would be supplements, so taking your protein, electrolytes, multivitamins, and minerals. Number four would be training splits. Often going to upper low and training split can be great. Number five is enjoying yourself. And number six is cheat meals. I hope this was helpful. If you're watching us on the YouTube, make sure you smash the like button, subscribe, and drop us a comment below. Yeah. Listen to podcasts on the podcast app. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. If you need help with your own fitness journey, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, any of those good places near where I am, and just drop me a message. So listen to the podcast. We'd love to find out how you can help me crack the travel fat loss hacks that people think you can't get in shape when traveling the world because I'm living proof that is not true. So if you just message me fat loss hacks, I will know what, what podcast you've listened to and we can have a conversation over there. Hope everyone has an awesome day and we'll catch up with you all very soon.